Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and this is our second podcast. We are going to talk about Freedom Farm, and we're talking to the executive director, Jim Quigley, today from Freedom Farm Ministries. I'm so excited to have Jim on our podcast today. Hi, Jim. Hey, Mark. It's great to be here. Yeah, welcome. Well, I thought I'd, I thought I'd start reading scripture a little bit um, and then just jump into what Freedom Farm does because you guys are involved in this kind of work from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version of the Bible, which says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And what's great about Freedom Farm Ministries is you guys get to be involved in this kind of work where you see men come into the program and they are helped and changed, transformed by God's grace. They're washed, they're sanctified, they're justified. They become new creatures, new creations in Christ and uh, what a joy to be a part of that! And so, Jim, you're the executive director. What do you What do you do at Freedom Farm? Tell us a little bit about your role and and uh, and your life at Freedom Farm Ministries. Sure. Um, actually, it's it's a bit of a complicated uh, answer, but uh, because it's changed so much over the last nine years that I've been involved. But I actually started as a resident of the program. I came here. Um, around this time, uh, nine years ago, and uh, not to get real in-depth in my personal story, but basically I have two long-term periods of sobriety, um, one being between 24 and 30, and I was very involved in secular recovery and church at the same time, and if you can imagine in my mind, those two things were separate, and I tried to mix them a lot. Um, that's uh, probably a, a topic for a whole nother podcast. But during that six years, I went to Bible college. Uh, I wanted to serve the Lord. I graduated from Columbia International University. And instead of um, uh, going into ministry, I relapsed. I relapsed very, very badly for five long, painful years. And so at 35 years old, people didn't know what to do with me. I was the guy that had a degree in Bible, so um, I was not receptive to anybody trying to tell me about God because I arrogantly knew more than you, and I couldn't hear anything about sobriety either because I had had six years before, and, um, you know, again, I was not receptive to what anybody wanted to instruct me about that. So that kept me um, in my mindset for as long as it did, and I eventually, through lots of painful circumstances, found myself at Freedom Farm, um, and the Lord used Freedom Farm to finally humble me, break me, however you want to um, uh, describe that. Uh, I like to tell people sometimes that I had all these 
individual puzzle pieces of the puzzle pieces of the gospel floating around in my mind, but I didn't know how to. They all connected, and they finally did at Freedom Farm Ministries, and um, and I, I've just never left. And in the meantime, uh, about five years ago, uh, there was a leadership change. I had been working underneath the old founder, um, and he had a different leadership style, and he. He ran things much differently, and I saw the value of what was going on here, but I also had different ideas, and eventually he ended up resigning, and I ended up taking over. So the last the last five years, about three to four of them have been basically implementing uh, my structure, which uh, is very different, and uh, the last, I would say, year and a half, I've actually been able to start behaving more like in the title that I have, the executive director, I've been able to um, implement or, or, or just uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, delegate. There you go. So that's what that's a word uh, the executive director <laughs> needs to know. I've been able to delegate <laughs> a lot of things that I used to do, classes I used to teach, um, supervision that I used to provide. I, the Lord has just really brought us the right people um, typically people that have come up through the ministry, we have an internship program that's kind of built in and people that, uh, stay on pastor internship, they become junior staff members. And through the years, we've been able to get a really strong staff. And now I'm able to now do things like podcasts with Mark Shaw. And, uh, <laughs> I'm able to, I don't like using the word networking, but I find myself doing a lot of that. I'm meeting a lot of people that are, uh, doing things like, um, we are passionate about you and I are passionate about, and um, that just brings nothing but uh, but more strength to the type of frontline ministry that we're involved in. So, I'm also in school right now. I'm uh, I'm at RTS, and uh, I tell everybody I'm getting a master's in biblical counseling, but the the degree is called Christian counseling, and I'm actually going to to uh, to head up a uh, student led change the name of our of our program um and so we could use some prayer on that so. <laughs> yeah well if anyone wants to see your website it's freedomfarmministries.org and i just thank the lord for you and what you're doing there i just think it's such important work that you're instilling in uh the the folks that come through there male or female families and and i know it's just not you're just not helping one little group of guys. You're helping men and women and families and impacting them for good. And so uh, I really appreciate what you do and hope our listeners will support your ministry and, and continue the good work that, that God's doing there. The transforming power of Christ is just awesome to, to see and hear about. So thanks for what you do. Absolutely. It's, it's actually just a total blessing to be to be called to do this type of thing on a daily basis, you know, literally one of those kind of people that wake up and just couldn't imagine doing anything else and enjoy what you do, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the verse on the website is John eight thirty six, which is familiar to so many, but it's it, Jesus speaking. He says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I know that's got to motivate you and drive you in the work that you do with the, the folks there at Freedom Farm. 
It, it absolutely does. Um, you know, you've probably heard this question as much as I have, but a lot of times people say, you know, do you have to come from the background um, in order to help uh, uh, people that struggle uh, or healthy addicted? Um, and I don't think you do, um, uh, but it, it sure does bring a level of, uh, of excitement and passion to that type of work if it is the background you came from because there is something to say about being stuck in that type of just extreme bondage that addiction can bring. Um, and when you do understand freedom and understand that it's available to, to, to anybody that would submit themselves to the Lord, you just want, you just want to see more people set free. Amen. Well, you're right. You don't have to be an alcoholic to help an alcoholic, as the world would say. You don't have to be a drunkard to help a drunkard, as the Bible would say. I was about to say, I think they call them drunkards around here. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You guys are biblical. I love it. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but it does help to to know, man. I've been. This guy's been there. He was he was in the program, and now he's leading the program. I mean, look at the transformation God's done in your life and your heart. What a powerful testimony! But I know that you're not preaching yourself. You're sharing. This is what Christ did in me, in my heart. Absolutely, and it, you know what's kind of funny is that the the Lord can really renew and transform a person um, so much that actually when I tell the guys that I, that I, you know, was involved in that type of lifestyle, a lot of times it's, it's usually met with such suspicion. Like, really? Like you, you <laughs> used to be like that. And it's like, yeah, you want to call my mom, <laughs> call my, call my family and, uh, and talk to them for a minute, you know, but yeah, that's, that's really this, the testimony to the power of what God can do in the life of a person. And, you know, obviously when you see people trapped in that bondage, you just really want to, to do whatever you can to present to them the answer. So, yeah, I think about second Corinthians one, three through five, which says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies. And God of all comfort, <clears throat> excuse me, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. And so it's saying really both things. Hey, you don't have to be a drunkard to help a drunkard. You know, you can help someone with the comfort you've received in any affliction. So you don't have to be one to help one, but then the comfort you've received, you know, whether you, you were one or not, you can share that abundantly and help people to know that uh, Christ is uh, there in our sufferings to, to help change us and, and grow us and help us to be more like him uh, and and so yeah, I I just think it's a powerful powerful testimony and a, and a great ministry you guys have there. Now I know a little bit about it, but tell uh, the listeners a little bit about Freedom Farm Ministries, the program and structure and that. And we may have to have you on again uh, one of these days too to do another podcast. I hope this becomes a regular thing. I hope I get on your podcast. I hope you ask me to be on that one day. So uh, oh yeah. You but, definitely will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about Freedom Farm. Sure. So uh, uh, Freedom Farm is a one-year program. Now, when I say one year, it doesn't mean that guys come here and 12 months later they leave. We actually ask people just to commit for one year. With that being said, people do stay longer. 
it's split up in three phases. The first phase is really just like a stabilizing phase. Most people, you know, coming from substance abuse backgrounds, you know, they're not feeling really well. They're sick. Their their head is is it's all messed up as far as I call it the fog, if you know what I mean. And so we don't really want to, you know, hammer them with a whole bunch of teaching and whatnot. There is some, but it's pretty light. Um, so guys come into what we call the safe house. Uh, they stay in the safe house for a minimum of 30 days. They have a pretty light uh, routine on a daily basis. Uh, we're feeding them a lot, giving them plenty of time to, to, to sleep. A lot of them need to just learn to go back to sleep at regular times. They can't sleep. Um, so anyway, the safe house just provides this kind of extended detox period. You know, there's a lot of people that go to, you know, three to seven day detox. But you and I both know they're not detox. They're just maybe over the worst part of it. And um, so that's what the safe house provides, a, a time to, to, to let guys kind of get used to this transition, start making some friends, start learning the ropes around here, and start getting healthy. Um, once a man has been uh, in the safe house for uh, 30 days at a minimum and uh, has done the little bit of work we asked him to do as far as the packet goes and the memory verses, then they move to restoration, which is a 40-day part of the program. And uh, this is where they, we really hammer them with foundational material. Um, a lot of it is non-addiction specific. Uh, actually, um, the only addiction-specific stuff that we use is your material, Mark. We, uh, we, they read the, the Heart of Addiction. They do the workbook. They also go through relapse. So, um, wow. But all the other, all the other stuff uh, that we use up there is all gospel-centered, Christ-centered, biblically-based, uh, materials and you know this kind of goes back to that uh, what you were just talking about um, not needing to be um, from the background to to bring comfort to others we really really think it's valuable um, that we go to a church and we meet people and we use materials to where it doesn't continue to constantly keep them in this box that I have a special problem um, that that's unlike everybody else that I go to church with on a Sunday, you know, you and I both know that that comfort that the, the person that has a, a marriage that was on the rocks and has gotten back through, or, you know, somebody that has anger issues or, you know, maybe some lustful problems and things like that, you know, that comfort that they have received through the power of the gospel is the same thing that the, the addicted me, you know? Um, so, so it's really important for us to make sure they, don't continue to tell themselves this lie that, you know, when they walk in on a Sunday to the church, um, that their, their problems are extra special. They don't belong, which is something that we find a lot of them continue to tell themselves. So I love uh, that. Yeah. So that's that part of that 40 day program. Um, it's an intense time, uh, of, of learning a, a foundation. And then they graduate from there to the longest, and we say the hardest, even though they don't think it, but the longest and hardest portion of the program, which is called DLC or Discipleship Living Center. The DLC is like a transitional living house. We have four of them. Um, they, they move into town, we call it, and they, they are required to find gainful employment, follow a schedule, curfew, random drug testing. They have classes four nights a week. They have to be at church on Sundays. But it's the hardest because they have a lot of their freedom back. So 
they have as much of real life happening to them now. I mean, we're not following them around with drones or anything during the day. So they can, we live in a college town. There's plenty of trouble they can get into if they, if they choose to do that. But with that said, they also have a lot of the life's pressures happening to them. So they're, they're in an environment to where they're, 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 they have a choice before them. Like, you know what? I can, I can engage and learn to live according to this new foundation, or I can start doing the things that got me where to the places that brought me to Freedom Farm in the first place. And, um, they spend a good eight months, if not longer, in that portion of the program. Well, it's, uh, you know, looking at the website, it's just, Beautiful, and you know everybody thinks about the externals and uh, and all of that kind of thing. And I know, you know, your uh, facilities aren't the state of the art facilities. You guys depend on donations and and run a tight ship and do very well with all of that. Um, and so people look at the externals and and whether the program is nice and and you look at the pictures and see the beauty around you and like you said there's a college town and so there's just there's all all this uh busyness and all this around you but what i love about freedom farm is the content of the program what you guys are teaching how you're discipling the men you know and doing it in these three phases is so good because they get a chance to to accomplish something in one phase, like in the safe house, move into restoration, really uh, focus in there, and then go into the DLC for the third and final phase. And um, and you're right, it really is the harder harder phase for them. And so what you guys are doing content-wise uh, in in life-on-life life kind of uh, discipleship is just, just what I love, and that's why I wanted to have you on our podcast, our second podcast, the second one I've ever done in my life. So I'm a newbie. I mean, you're a pro. It's nice to do this with a pro, Jim, like you. <laughs> I don't know about that. but Well, we're out of time on this podcast, but I want to have Jim. I have so much more to ask Jim and to talk to him about. And he, as you can tell, is a, a genuine heart and has a, uh, a passion to help people who are struggling. So if if you... Uh, know of someone who needs help, contact Freedom Farm Ministries. Uh, they are freedomfarmministries.org on the website. And I would encourage you to financially support them in what they're doing. I mean, uh, that's why the Addiction Connection exists. We want to uh, be a, uh, a hub for all things addiction, but we also want to highlight these programs that are doing exceptional work depending upon God uh, to help them th- through all of this. And so um, Jim is one of those guys. So Jim, thank you for being on this podcast, and I hope you'll come back to do another one soon. Will you do I, that? Absolutely, man. And it was so great, and I love the Addiction Connection and your vision and what you're doing, bringing us like-minded uh, people together and, and giving us that encouragement and support. So thank you, Mark. Well, thank you. All right. Well, God bless you, and we'll talk to you the next time. On the addiction connection. Thanks, Jim.